AEC Business, the construction industry's innovation and technology show. Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the AEC Business Podcast. My name is Arni Heiskanen and my guest is Jason Perez, CEO and co-founder at Yards. We are going to discuss construction equipment and asset management as Jason is a leading expert on the topic. Jason, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much, Arnie. It's a pleasure to be here. Truly honored. Before we dive in, could you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to where you are today at Yards? Yeah, I like to tell people that I was raised in construction because I really was. My father was in construction. He was an electrical contractor uh, and did small residential, some um, small commercial type of work. But I remember even at a young age, pulling wire, or digging trenches for him or crawling through attics. So, you know, construction was just in my blood. And even my two other brothers, there were three sons. Uh, we were all working for the same company at one point, my father and, and three boys. So, you know, there's a deep history in construction and I couldn't get away from it. You know, I went to school for other uh, reasons and then ended up back in construction anyways. And it just kind of became innate uh, to, to who we are. And I love the industry. I love uh, being part of it. I love being part of the innovation and what the future is going to hold. Yeah, I, I've noticed that many people are, who are in the construction technology have a background in the in the industry, which is good, I guess, uh, and uh, you're a perfect example of that. So, so what does Yards do, and who are your customers? Yeah, so I like to split what Yards does into two things. There's what we do professionally, and then maybe what we do on a on a personal level, which is why we started Yards in the first place. So, professionally, for the people that are listening, we are the easiest way for contractors to manage all the assets they rent and all the assets they own. Uh, what that means is we built intelligence to be able to digest rental data from the rental companies. And if I'm a contractor and I rent with three or four or five different companies, it's just going to automatically and magically show up in my yards uh, account. Um, on the owned assets, we provide tools that make it easy to track maintenance or perform logistic events and dispatch drivers, uh, even tool checkout, warehouse management. I mean, it goes pretty deep into the feature sets that we provide. But the idea is, you know, on the personal side, it was a solve a problem. You know, contractors were, were using whiteboards, they were using spreadsheets, they were using sticky notes trying to track everything. And they might have one program for rentals and another program for owned assets and another program for tools. And we would just kind of experience from contractor contractor, the amount of hours and the amount of heartache that they had trying to figure out where things were at and, uh, and the long hours that it would, it would take them to finally you know, solve that problem, right? In creating their own spreadsheets, creating their own systems. So we looked at that and we said, well, how can we provide peace of mind, right? And how can we be a joy generator for our customers so that when they use yards, they, they run better, they feel better. And at the end of the day, they get home sooner, right? And so it's, a, it's an efficiency tool really for equipment managers and project managers um, and project teams to come together and, and run their business. 
But what's the result of all that? I think that the early result was a lot of surprised people. You know, I, I believe that most people do what they can with the tools that they have available to themselves. And so, you know, as they tried to solve this, they really were innovative in their own ways and they created tremendous ownership around it. And what we like to say at Yards is that we were truly designed by contractors. And that doesn't mean just me, um, but it means every single customer that's come on the platform has helped us design something that has become um, better and more automated and easier to use. And so people are saving 80 to 90% in time. What used to take them eight hours is taking them two hours in regards to managing their, their assets. Um, but on the rental side, they save 10 to 30% in overall rental costs. And that's primarily because they don't forget equipment. They don't leave a piece of equipment on the side of a road. They don't leave a piece of equipment on a project after they left it. I mean, we have customers that, that have these horror stories of leaving a piece of equipment for three months, four months after they left the project because nobody thought about it and they kept on just paying the invoice. But on yards, there's notifications within the tool to make sure that the whole project team never forgets a piece of equipment. Everybody's alerted. Everybody's in the know. Yeah, I know that even though I don't rent any equipment, I know that whenever you buy something or subscribe to a service on, on the internet, you might forget it uh, about it. And in, in a year's time, you get the second charge from your credit card. <laughs> Notice that <laughs> some things you forgot <laughs> about that. So I, I yeah, I, I understand that 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 can be huge uh, sums of money uh, eventually. It, it, it can be. And, and, you know, something you brought up, Arnie, and I don't think I've ever thought of it that way. But when relating it on a personal level, we do. We sign up for gyms. We sign up for uh, subscriptions on um, media. We sign up on subscription for music, for videos. And we have these subscriptions everywhere. And a lot of times, you're right, we just forget about it. Well, now manage, you know, a thousand subscriptions to equipment that are sitting on, on job sites. You can, you can imagine how many are forgotten and how much money at you know four thousand a month uh a piece you can be talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're losing every month so i know even though i'm not in the usa but i know that our clients have told us that uh, the infrastructure bill is is going to be having a huge impact on the industry and uh, but we know that construction sector firms are typically very project oriented i i mean that they mostly are working in the business rather than on on the business so to speak yeah so what should construction companies do before jumping in uh, the upcoming infrastructure bill projects how should they prepare yeah, there's been a tremendous shift um in trying to create efficiency and i think you know this infrastructure bill is going to be a catalyst to force people to continue to look at efficiency and most of that efficiency is coming through technology. You know, there was an article um, written by Jones Lang LaSalle um, talking about how just in six, the first six months of the pandemic, uh, you know, in 2020, that it actually jumped the whole entire industry three years in technology adoption. And that, that was because people had to figure out better ways of doing what they were doing. And, 
to be able to do it remotely. And so when you look at this infrastructure bill and what's coming, you know, a lot of this stuff is, you know, either heavy civil or it could be data center or it could be, you know, other telecom components, but a lot of it's gonna be heavy type work, right? Where, where whether it's utility side or whether it's, you know, road work. So you're talking a lot of equipment. And when it comes to that side, you know, the efficiencies that can be gained are, are massive. So what people really need to look at is go, what type of projects are we going to be approaching as this infrastructure bill comes out? And if they're going to involve a lot of, a lot of equipment, and again, you know, it doesn't have to be heavy dirt type stuff. They could be, you know, doing a data center and having, you know, 500 scissor lifts on that data center. How are you going to manage that influx of equipment? And so if you're not investing in technology that can help you track um, your assets, the ones you own, the ones you're going to rent, the tools that you're purchasing, then you're going to have a lot of loss out there. You're going to have a lot of things and waste. Uh, and, you know, I think it's a time for people to look, invest in their company, get ready for it so that they can take full advantage. Because, you know, once the money runs out, right, you're going to want a little bit of money in the savings too. And the only way you do that is by creating more uh, profit, right? So, you know, reduce those expenses. Look at, look at how you can spend money today and create ROI for tomorrow. You already mentioned equipment rental uh, companies, and it's a key function in today's construction. I think when, whenever you go to a construction site, you see all these logos of the rental companies and, and the tags on the on the equipment so but but how could these rental uh, services make their customers lives easier well they're going to be essential you know back to this infrastructure bill but i guess just in general you know we've seen such an issue with supply right now we have customers that started putting in orders for equipment at the beginning of 2022 of this year but they're not going to receive delivery until early or mid 2023. So that means they have contracts they have to execute, but they don't have the assets or the resources to do it. And the only way you do that is by renting equipment, right? So I think rental companies are going to play a massive uh, and key function to, you know, the next couple of years as supply is low for contractors to be able to supplement, um, supplement their fleet. And, you know, having a tool that, essentially allows you to manage that fleet as your own and track that fleet as your own and integrate both owned and rented together is going to be critical to their success. Is it because of the pandemic or are we perhaps uh, seeing in the, in the management teams of, of these companies uh, some sort of enlightened attitude now towards digital technologies? So how do you see the future? Yeah, I think, I think you're seeing uh, three things happen. So one is, you know, just the, the age and acceptance of, of, um, of the personnel and the companies, right? So as younger generation comes in, they're generally more accepting to technology and new technologies. So I think there's a change of the guard, um, if you will, where the newer people coming in are going, you know, it just doesn't make sense to do this when we can find a tool to do it easier and faster. Um, the other is, as you mentioned, the, the pandemic, I think that expedited it. Uh, people not being able to go straight back to the office and needing 
cloud-based technology to where they can log in anywhere and see it is is a really big deal. And I think the third is, you know, there's a lot of innovation going on. You know, there's there's a lot of new technology coming out every day within the construction industry. It's an industry that people are investing in. Um, and so I think with more tools and more options, everybody's going to be able to figure out the one that fits best for them. Um, and that didn't necessarily exist before. There were options for maybe some design software, right? And I tell the story all the time when we were building, you know, you can put on VR goggles, right? Virtual reality and walk the building before you even break ground because it was all designed in 3D technology. But then you would walk down uh, to the person that's managing the equipment and they're using Excel spreadsheets. And you go, why is there such a gap between, you know, the office or we should say the engineering design side and then the boots on the ground. I mean, we should really be trying to make the job for the boots on the ground easier. We should be investing in the labor out in the field. We should be investing in the, the middle management and, and the fleet managers to make their job easier. And so, you know, even though it's been, it's been slow, I think those three factors have really contributed. Um, and, you know, part of the, the first factor that I mentioned in general, people are just using technology everywhere in their life where they used to not, right? Um, they order food online regularly. They shop uh, on places like Amazon regularly. And so as you adopt technology in your personal life regularly, it starts to just become um, normalized in your professional life as well when new technology opportunities present themselves. By the way, um, speaking of technology, I've been a couple of times on a construction site here in Finland where uh, the company has tested Spot the robot <laughs> dog. Yes. And, yeah, and, and that's, do you see that, have you seen any robots? I, I, by the way, in fact, yes, I, I guess we have seen robots because 90% of construction robots nowadays are demolition robots which are, I, I think, fairly common already. But have you seen any other robots? You know, my favorite is one that, that will actually go out and, and do the layout of the floor plan, right? It'll actually chalk out everything you're going to be building on the slab. Um, I think that's one of the most useful of the technologies because, again, you know, me living uh, as a guy out in the field that strapped on boots for many, many years, uh, you know, I like the idea of, being able to show up and get my job done faster, right? Mm -hmm. That's the technology. There's a lot of nice to haves. I know a lot of people are collecting a tremendous amount of data. Um, and, you know, there's all these other financial worlds and things like that that dealt with big data. I think, you know, construction in the next five to 10 years are truly going to learn what big data is and how to manage big data for themselves. But my favorite technology is pragmatic. Right. What what am I going to be able to come in and get the job done faster with and more accurately and ensure that, you know, quality, schedule, qua cost all are impa impacted in a positive way. So, yeah, I mean, one of my favorite robots, I think, is just the one that does the layout and it makes it easy for you to just start building. So I guess uh, one of the questions that 
whenever I hear about new new technologies and uh, and applications, as you said, there are so many new apps uh, available in construction. But but eventually, the question is, do you do how many apps do you finally have to have in order to to manage uh, your construction site? Isn't isn't there a danger that you end up having so many tools that you de- really cannot figure out what to use? That's that's a fantastic point. And um, we speak to large contractors. We have some uh, tremendous contractors that are on our tool now, such as you know people like Walsh or Dragados Flatiron um, or Brassville and Gory. I mean, these are these are big contractors. And what happens a lot of times is there's adoption at a project level and things might go regionally um, or certain departments adopt certain technologies. And you're right, it starts to become fragmented. Um, and again, you've seen this in other industries before. And you know, there's two things that happen. Either one, everybody starts creating and developing APIs and integrations to each other. Or two, you start to implement solutions um, that are already comprehensive in nature. So, you know, you see these companies like Procore and Autodesk um, that are acquiring a lot of companies to ensure that they can be that single source, um, that comprehensive solution. But, you know, there are already technologies that are out there that are roadmapped that way also. I mean, when we developed Yards, our focus was not just, hey, we're going to do rented and we're going to do own and you're just going to see those. We said, hey, if we're going to make a commitment to rental, then we need to be comprehensive on the rental side. We need to be able to have a contractor that wants to, wants to request quotes or a contractor that just wants the data integrated and pulled straight in, right? On the own side, we can't just be sitting there on maintenance. We also have to provide logistics because they have to get these assets from place to place. But they also assign tools um, to people. So we need to provide a mechanism for them to do that within within the technology. We have to provide inspections because that's something that they're supposed to be doing daily on their assets. And you know, on the maintenance side, we got to be able to pull in data from telematic solutions so that they don't need to run that separately either. So when people go out and they search and they look and they go, wow, you know, we're just overwhelmed with all the different options and technologies. One of the things they really should be looking at is how can we start to invest now so that we're not dealing with 20 technologies in the future? How can we find technology that's comprehensive today? Um, and you know, maybe we grow into it, right? Um, maybe we use it for one feature today, but we're gonna continue to grow into the next ones later. Because the last thing you wanna do is, as you alluded to, log into five different places, you know, or 10 different places or 20 different places. Because that just makes your workforce less efficient. And that's the last thing you want to do. Technology should always make you more productive and it should make your life easier. You should be able to go home and be happy that you have the tools that you do when it comes to, to, to technology. This has been really interesting to hear, hear what you're doing and, and your points of view. Where can our listeners find more information about your company? Yes, yeah, so they can visit our website at yards.com. That's Y-A-R-D-Z, as in zebra. Um, or they can send me an email direct at jason, J-A-S-O-N, at yards.com. I love meeting with 
potential customers. I love getting feedback on what we're doing. Um, and, you know, just meeting other people in the indus- industry that really appreciate technology and where the industry is going to go. So, Jason, thanks again and all the best for the future. Thank you again for allowing me to be a guest and truly appreciate it. It was a great time. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to this podcast and visit aec-business.com, the award-winning blog, for more news and stories. 